Welcome to the View Magazine's Rebel Justice Podcast from our Someone's Daughter podcast series. This week, we bring you Fran Fatore. Fran is one of the women photographed by Gavin Smith for the View's Someone's Daughter campaign. Our Someone's Daughter campaign consists of women in the justice system who have been affected through committing crimes as victims or activists or by practicing as judges or barristers. 17 portraits from our Someone's Daughter exhibition are at Peter Dench's Photo North Festival from Saturday 7 to Monday 9th of May at the Bonded Warehouse in Manchester. Listen now for more details. This year's Photo North Festival will be hosted at Bonded Warehouse in central Manchester from the 7th to 9th of May. The event brings together around a dozen exhibitions from some of the world's most distinguished photographers, which hang alongside emerging artists. The programme includes a selection of portraits from the Someone's Daughter initiative by The View magazine, highlighting how women prisoners are seen and understood. And representatives from The View will be available throughout the festival and hosting a panel discussion on the afternoon of Sunday the 8th of May. All of this takes place against a backdrop of film screenings, talks, portfolio reviews, competitions, book and zine stalls and more. There'll be the opportunity to meet some of the exhibitors, develop contacts in the industry, meet new friends, catch up with existing ones or just relax in the company of fantastic photography. For more information, head over to photonorthfestival.co.uk. You can read an article by Fran in The View magazine from spring 2021 in which she described how she found life in prison during the COVID pandemic and the difficulties of the restrictions placed on her. She also described what life was like for her immediately post-release. Tammy Fajemsin, one of the VIEW students volunteers from UCL in London, caught up with Fran a year later to see how life was treating her and how she was navigating resettlement and her way through life post-prison and post-pandemic. Thank you, Tammy. Okay, so I wanted to start with a more general question. Your release was a year ago now. But what would you say has been the biggest adjustment you've had to make since then? Just coming, living a normal life again. So like going to work, I think. Um, Yeah, that was just huge. It's just, obviously, I spent the last year of my sentence on lockdown. So I wasn't used to meeting new people, talking to different people, just felt so isolated. Yeah, I can imagine. In the article you wrote for The View magazine, you talked about a charity that reached out to you to offer housing support as it was getting closer to your release. Were there any other resources, charities, organisations that were offered to you or that you found particularly useful? Um, No, I think it was just the, um, I think it was called St Mongo's. um, And you have like your inside probation officer that that talks to you and just checks everything's okay. But that's the only people that contacted me. And would you say that, like, you wish there was more support? Do you know what? Like, maybe now, yeah. But the thing is, is you don't know what you need until you're out, if that makes any sense. And I guess the jail is only restricted to what they can offer. And I guess that's what probation is there for when you when you get out for the stuff that you need. And I think anyone can really sort of prepare you. You know, like I said, they can prepare you for what you're gonna what you're gonna face when you come out. So now, I would have preferred more support. But at the time, you think that it's enough. And is there anything in particular that you wish you'd had? I mean, you mentioned the housing support, but anything beyond that? Um, I think, like, not necessarily so much mental health, but maybe something just to, you know, make sure you are mentally prepared to go out and 
deal with the outside world. I think more during lockdown, I think definitely there needs to be more support for women prior to release whilst, because I know some jails are still in the COVID restrictions. Um, so yeah, I think that that definitely needs um, some, some, yeah, some support on. You also talked about missing prison during your first week out. I was wondering if you could talk more about that. Do you know what? It was straight away, it was my prison family. Um, you, you, you do make your own little family in there. Um, so I missed my friends. And then obviously it's the the routine and the there's no worries like you have outside. Like suddenly you come out and then, you know, you've got to get a job, you've got to pay bills, you've got to do all this. So it's just kind of that. Definitely not an easy life, but when it comes to responsibilities, it's a lot easier. That makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, you've talked a bit about this already, but what would you say the main mental health challenges you faced were? Um, for me, it was like anxiety and a bit of depression as well. Um, yeah, just coming out, talking to people, being in surroundings, because I, I wasn't in my home anymore. And going into a new job, um, I only knew one person. So it was like, oh, I wasn't at home. I, I didn't feel safe. Um, I, well, obviously, I knew I was safe, but it just, yeah, it just anxiety, I think, was the worst for me at first. Okay, kind of a different subject, but more generally, do you think women are treated differently to men in the justice system? From, from what they say, yeah, I do think so. Uh, my, my actual boss, actually, he, he's been to prison a few years back and from way he describes stories and stuff like that I mean the amount you know they're locked up on a forget COVID situations um I feel like there's more support for women than there is men. So recently in the news there's been talk of them introducing a new apprenticeship program for people towards the end of their release or I think it was in if they were in open jails Um, I was wondering what you thought about that about um the opportunity for them to learn new skills to help with employment after their release. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I think it, it will give people that confidence and stuff to go out there and and they'll already either be trained up or they have a job waiting for them. It will stop so much reoffending um, because you know people come out, they struggle, and then it's like people don't want to give them a us a chance or you know certain people a chance, and then they just go back to their old ways. Why do you think it's so important to speak out about issues surrounding women and rehabilitation? I just don't think there's enough there's enough of it out there. I don't think people have an understanding of what damages it causes for um, certain women, especially, for example, uh, you know, like short sentences where people can lose their children. There's there's so many effects that can cause more damage than good, and I don't think it's spoke about enough. No, definitely. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about your involvement in the Someone's Daughter exhibition and why you think the portraits are so important. Um, so as soon as I came out, I got I got reached out by the, the View magazine and I'd done a story and obviously learned a lot about them more. And I just think it's amazing because it's the only they're the only ones that I've seen just pushing so hard for it. They seem so passionate about what they do and they're just supporting what what is right. And yeah, and they've they've supported me. You know, they've they they done sort of interviews with me. They had um, bigger things come on because of them. But they also offered me counselling and stuff like that. They even put me in contact with the counsellor if I needed to speak to him and stuff like that. It's really good what they do. 
Would you say that there's like a sort of community or a sense of community with you and people are in similar positions to you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we all have an understanding and, you know, and most of us want to change. Most of us want to better ourselves and want a better future. And and there's so much stigma on prisoners and stuff like that. They're just people just, you know, you say, you know, I'm an ex-prisoner. Straight away, they have this this view on you and stuff. They forget that, you know, we all make mistakes. Is there any personal experiences of you or people you know experiencing like the result, I guess, of this stigma? No, I mean, I, I think I'm quite lucky, actually. You know, I am one of the lucky ones. Uh, I've got a job straight away. I, I started work two weeks after coming out um, with my old boss that I used to work for before I went to jail. But you see and you hear people, you know, I, I do stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. And I, I, I look a lot of what sort of people say and they're struggling to get jobs. and and you just know. And and I've had um, some people approach me about jobs actually saying that. I have had a few, because um, straight away, if someone approaches me about a job, you know, through Indeed or whatever, and that straight away, I'll be honest, and I'll go, look, I've come out of jail, and sometimes I won't even get a response. So, and it's just kind of like, you've made that judgment, you know, and it's a quite a big thing for someone to be open and honest straight away. You know, I'm not even worthy of a response. <laughs> like, sorry, you know, I'll even put in the end of it, you know, I understand if I don't meet the criteria now, and I still won't even go, unfortunately, I'm sorry, you don't. It's just just ignored, so. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, what, if anything, would you have done differently upon your release or what advice might you give to other people in a similar position to you? Do you know what? I don't actually think I would do anything differently um, because I believe in everything that we go through. It makes us stronger and it's always a lesson learned and, and stuff like that. But I just advise people to get help. like jail does offer some support they you know they do what they can do and lap it up lap any bit of support you can get up and probation because that's what probation is there for um be open and honest with them I did um about my mental health and they pushed it forward so I engaged with talking therapies just yeah just don't don't sit away quiet like there is help out there it might take a bit of time but just take as much as you can Thank you very much for your time. I really enjoyed speaking with you. And this concludes our talk for today. Thank you so much for your insights, Fran, and thank you, Temi. Do come along to Photo North Festival and see the portraits in an incredible setting and come by for our talk on Sunday the 8th of May at 2 p.m. with Gail Hatfield-Granger, a legal executive, Samantha Asumadu, the founder of Media Diversified, Morgan, a woman with lived experience of the justice system, and Mags McNally, a partner at Hadfield Granger McNally, for our talk on how women are affected when the state fails in its duty to protect us. Women versus the state. Thank you for listening.